Hello, and welcome to Customer Marketing Catch-Up. Today, we have a very special episode, which was recorded live at our San Francisco event in September. In this episode, guest host Ari Hoffman is going to be talking to Annie Eisler, Vice President of Customer Marketing, ABM, and Stream Expert Insights Marketing at AlphaSense. They will be talking about customer journey mapping and the importance of customer experience. First, though, here is a very quick word from our sponsors, Influitive. This podcast is brought to you by Influitive, the world's number one customer marketing and advocacy platform designed to supercharge customer engagement and deliver social proof at scale. From referrals and references to reviews and video testimonials, Influitive does it all. Close more deals all with a customer-first approach through Influitive. So let's kick things off. Okay. I'm here with Annie Eisler. Why don't you tell me a little bit about you, your company, before we jump into everything. How, how did you get to this business? You're a VP, yes. right? How did you get to become a VP? How, what was that journey like? Oh, let's see. I actually have been a VP many times in many different companies. I've been in technology marketing for a long time, like 30 years. Yeah. And uh, so this particular role at AlphaSense, I work for a company called AlphaSense. Uh, we have a market intelligence platform. Yeah. And the company is kind of on fire right now. Yes, it is. So one to watch if you're listening, one yeah. to watch. And um, I worked for AlphaSense's one of their biggest competitors, and they Did. acquired us in May of 2022. Wow. And at the time, I was the VP of marketing of that company. I headed marketing for that company. And when I came over, I really hit it off with our CMO. And she immediately brought me into the AlphaSense, her marketing leadership team. And I have a, a three teams that I run. Customer marketing is one of them. Right. And, and your CMO is one of our fearless 50. She is a customer-led marketer. She really believes in it, which means if she brought you into the fold, right, that yep. you really know what you're doing and you really have an eye for customer experience, customer delight, really looking at how do we increase adoption and engagement rather than just how do we just sell more to our customers, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. I do I do have the, the upsell responsibility. Right. So that's a huge responsibility because as we know in today's day and age and B2B uh, SaaS tech, uh, tech companies, you know, retention and growth of our existing customers is king, so, uh, or queen. Right, <laughs> and, or uh, queen. Yeah, and so, uh, so that's a big responsibility, really, really big responsibility is the upsell uh, not that I have, but in addition to that, I've been able to to get the the, the green light to build a, like a full customer marketing team that covers adoption and engagement, so the lifecycle, growth, as well as advocacy. So I've got people in each of those roles as well as a director yeah. of, of customer marketing. Which shows how dedicated you are to the entire journey, not just the output That's at right. the end. Because um, you can't sell to someone who's not using, yeah. right? If they're not adopting and engaging, mm -hmm. what are you going to sell them? I, I use this analogy as, you know, imagine you buy an $800 Vitamix, right? And you buy it because you think it's a great idea. The person at Costco does an excellent demo and it's a great tasting juice and you get, you know, hyped up on it. You buy it, you take it home and you make one smoothie and it's like, yeah. okay, and you stick it in your shelf. Mm -hmm. Now Vitamix is sending you all these ads for a $200 replacement handle that's more ergonomic. But this thing lives yeah. in the shelf. Yeah. You're never buying the handle. Yeah. Yet in, in B2B space and SaaS, we're like, oh, we got to upsell, we got to upsell. And you're like, 
They're not mm-hmm. using the product. Exactly. We've got to get them using it first. Then we can up some. Then, like, if I if, if I were introduced to Vitamix into a community where other people like me and it showed me how to make a, a smoothie in four minutes or less that my kids would actually like on their way to school and I could get all these things and it made me kind of a pro at it and I'm using it every day, I'm not even being upsold on the handle. I need it because I wore the other handle out. Yep. Right? It's yep. just par for the course. And so that's where we want to get to. And I know... Part of what you're doing at AlphaSense, which is huge, and it's not the topic we're going to cover today, but is journey mapping. And that shows also the dedication because that is not a small rock to turn over. Yeah, 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 yeah. Journey mapping is is, it's really, really tough. As I said in the the talk that I had yesterday, it's, uh, you know, our companies were not built from the ground up with the customer experience in mind, most of us. Right. right? You know, we work for companies that uh, each different function you know, was set up, its processes, its procedures were done kind of just looking at that particular function. And so there really is no true, consistent customer experience across the organization. So so that's a really important starting point for us. Huge, right? Yeah. And isn't it, isn't it crazy when you um, uncover, you unveil something like that? Yeah. It's moving, right? Like, yeah. We don't actually have a customer experience. Yeah, we have many customer experiences. We have many experiences, yes. and they're not consistent, yeah. and they're not necessarily always replicable. Yep. Right. And so, how do you? How do you, you? It's so hard to not only map that, but when it's not consistent, you can't build off yeah. of it. Exactly. Right? Exactly. You can't plan. Exactly. You can't optimize. Exactly. And both, and we're we're we absolutely are seeing that, and why this is required for both our adoption and engagement and scaling that as right. we grow as a business, as well as our upsell, where we want to look to have have an automation of upsell so we can see what are the triggers within the right. product, within right. their engagement with our team that would then kick off the upsell motion. We need to have some repeatability and consistency in the process that they're going through. A hundred percent. Yeah. Absolutely. I've actually left a company because I realized that they weren't dedicated to that. And I'm like, so I can't do the upsell part. Yeah. Which is what I want to do. Yeah. But I can't get there. Yeah. So exactly. I get it. And for those of you who are listening, we're not just in some place and some time. Annie and I are both here together at the Customer Marketing Summit in mm-hmm. Oakland, California. Yep. Right. They call it San Francisco, but we're in Oakland. We're in Oakland. We're yes. in Oakland. We're not Let's in San Francisco. Yeah. We're in Oakland. <laughs> and you have a whole session, mm-hmm. right? And a wonderful topic. Why don't you tell me a little bit about the session, the topic, and why it's so important? Yeah, yeah. So this really was about just what we were just talking about, about customer journey mapping uh, and, and how important customer experience has become for us B2B people in B2B tech, right? Because our buyers are used to the kind of delightful customer experiences mm-hmm. that are being designed and, and they're using every day in their, in their personal life, yeah. right? To, Technology companies like Apple, right? They right. so they they are expecting that same kind Absolutely. of experience Absolutely. in their work life that they're getting in their in their personal life, and so customer experience has become a really top priority for for B two B tech companies. And even though they say that it's a top, it's a top priority, there still really aren't very many companies that are dedicating either teams or working groups to really looking at the the customer experience. And the reason why that is, is because it's, as we were just saying, it's just really, really hard. Right. It's a very hard thing to do to create the uh, internal alliances and stakeholders and bringing them all together um, and, and really uncovering 
what the touch points and the milestones are throughout the customer's journey. Yeah. You know, we came across a lot of uh, a lot of times where our stakeholders would say, well, you know, well, does this happen then? And they would say, oh, well, yeah, sometimes it does. But in this particular instance, it may not. And when these particular people are involved, it may not. Yeah. And so there's a lot of kind of like, yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe that might happen, might not happen. We don't really know. Right, right. right. Um, so, you know, it's just a lot, a lot to uncover. And when you want to try to distill all of this journey into like a simple visual representation, that's really, really hard to do yeah. when you have all of these all of variables it. that yeah. could happen. So um, all the sticky notes. Yes, all the sticky notes. All yeah, sticky Phil notes. could fill this room that we're in right right here. Yeah, all the walls. All the walls. All the way around. Be, yeah, exactly. And, and I know it's intimidating, right? It's not just hard. It's intimidating. It's yeah. a lot. So it's it's like, how do I even start? But just like you're doing at Alpha Sense, you're you're kind of MVPing your way through it, right? Yes. Yeah. And and you just start every journey of a thousand steps starts with the first step, right? Yeah. It's like you just start. Yep. Start to get your ducks in a row, start to move it. And little by little, you'll start to peel it away. And the next thing you'll know, you'll be in a full-blown AlphaSense journey mapping exercise. I know, exactly, right? exactly. Yeah, so we're starting We're starting small with one particular customer segment. But I think the key thing here is, I mean, there wasn't really anybody else stepping up in the company to do this, right? right? And each different divisions within the company, functions within the company, had kind of their own little this is our journey in our right. area, like right. customer education or customer success, but nobody really looking at the whole thing. And I think people were, nobody pushed back on me when I said we were going to do this. So right. we got our, basically our CRO um, on tap to, to be the executive sponsor of this. And he felt it was really, really important for the business. Um, so important that he decided to tell the board about it. Wow. <laughs> so that puts a little bit of pressure on, yeah. on our team. Yeah. Uh, and then we, we do know that it's, it's very important to build those alliances with the the stakeholders, um, I know our, our SVP of customer success is, this is uh, essential, having this customer journey map defined yeah. and and modified so that it is predictable and scalable is really important to him meeting his business objectives yeah. and scaling his, his customer success team to meet the goals that he knows are coming in the future. So That's alignment that, if I've ever heard of it. Yeah. Right? Yep. That is executive alignment. Um, you know, Something you brought up a little earlier, and it just kind of came back to me with what you were talking about, why this is so important. We often think of an experience as something is almost like a nice to have in the B2B world. But if you think about it from a product standpoint, like not every phone had cameras on it. Once mm -hmm. one phone had cameras on it, all the rest had to because you expected it, right? Yep. If you're in cars, we didn't all used to have the giant navigation screens in the middle, but now everyone expects it. If it's in that car, I want it in my car. Yeah. That the exact same thing is true with experiences, right? When I get a Netflix-like experience, now I want all my apps to be a Netflix-like experience. That's right. You raise the bar for all. So every time it's continuous bar raising, it's not individually set, Yeah. right? And so what you're doing is, is so critically important, and it also plays into how you scale your team because mm -hmm. now you know where you're at. So talk to me about how, because when you get acquired by another company, mm -hmm. right, there are a lot of redundancies that can happen. Yeah. You made it through that. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. And, and not only did you make it through it, you've acquired more teams in the process. So you yeah. know what you're doing. How do you set yourself up for scale? Where do you focus? What are the priorities in scaling a customer marketing team? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think they would be, they're the, they're the same for customer marketing as it is for anything else, which is really understanding 
What are the business goals? What is the business mission? What are our OKRs at the top, top up level? And then how do those ladder down right. to, to what it is that, yep. that I'm doing in, on my teams, including customer marketing? And then what are those KPIs and OKRs right. and targets and metrics that we have? Right. And then ensuring that we're focusing on the programs and the activities right. and initiatives that are going to drive those. So let's talk a little bit KPIs. about yours and, and how did you scale your personal team? Or how are you planning to? To scale, well, um, I, I, I scaled it quite a bit over yeah. <laughs> since, I, since I, at least as far as the customer marketing side yeah, is going. So when I very first came on, which was last May, we had, there was basically one person writing customer stories. Right. And so it was pretty basic. Now, I think in prior to me coming in, in previous years, they maybe they'd had somebody in customer marketing that was doing more things. But at the time, it was one person writing stories. And so I looked at our integrated marketing plan that our CMO had set out and our key pillars. We have, five, I think it's five key pillars. Yeah. Two of those pillars are I, I own. One is our um, a business line that I own all the marketing for, and the other was customer marketing. And on this the um, pillar slide, it says the mission of this particular pillar is to create customers for life. Yes. And I thought, well, I got to create customers for life, and I just have one person focused on customer stories. It's probably not going to get me to that promised right. land, right? Right, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right, so I, um, I made the case to basically expand and to, and to really have a, a full life cycle marketing team in customer marketing, and so I ended up getting approval to hire a director, and I've got someone focused on life cycle. They, they partner very closely with customer success to look at adoption engagement. They're the one, they're, that's the person that's running the journey mapping exercise, yeah. and then someone on upsell and growth, yep. uh, and then one person dedicated to, to advocacy. So that's yeah. that's where we're at right now. I, I have dreams of hiring two other people next year. Yeah, what would they be focused <laughs> we'll on see. in those dreams? Um, they would be a second person to focus on, on growth, yeah. and uh, a second person to focus on life cycle. And, growth, and actually, I, I take all that back because I actually also recently, I did get approval I've, uh, to hire, and I've just hired a person who is going to focus on what I'm calling our executive programs, which ah, across, right. across uh, uh, several of my teams, or all of my teams, but cus the customer advisory board, this person yeah. will be responsible for that as one of several executive programs that we will be Were you taking notes launching. on the customer advisory board panel today? I, I, I was. I was. I, I Developed and run, ran customer yeah. advisory boards elsewhere, but there's so many different, as we saw today, so many different ways, ways to, to do it. About it. Yeah. To do it, do yeah, it. So. Absolutely, just like journey mapping. Yeah, exactly. Um, I want to. I just want to expand a little bit on life cycle because it's so important to me. It's like the Vitamix story, right? Is mm -hmm. how do we get that? What other than the journey mapping, which is stone stone, what would you have life cycle actually helping do? What 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 would their focuses be? So they, they do, uh, are responsible, well, they're responsible for our customer newsletter. But the other really big thing that they do is we do a lot of um, partnering with our, our customer success team on onboarding, adoption, and engagement programs. Right. So, Helping um, curate that content for them? 
not just not to basically creating the full like flow flow yeah in partnership with with our customer success organization yeah. so here i'll give you an example we um are um in recently we had a new uh, product that we were launching okay and it was targeted at our some of our consulting customers and it was the ability to purchase one-off 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 one of transcripts for this one business line. I guess that's neither here nor there. But in order to um, to roll this out, successfully roll this out, we needed to create a an ongoing cadence of outreach emails and touches by our customer success team, sort of tag teaming between them and marketing right. to continually stay out in front of the potential users of this product. And so we right. basically curated assets that uh -huh. the e emails would link to, right. pop-ups in Pendo, yes. you know, all of these types of things yeah. on it. So there was an ongoing cadence yeah. of, of outreach and, and um, education to the, to, the, to the existing customers yeah. for these solutions. So we do a lot of that yeah. in the life cycle. So, so that's, that's a really big piece of that particular product. It's huge. And, and, and to, to expand on that, I noticed like, you look at our typical marketing cycles, when a prospect is getting engaged, there is so much content that we have produced for them. Mm -hmm. Beautiful, well-orchestrated, in sync with sales, right? Mm -hmm. It's all handed over, it's smooth, it's transitioned, then they become a customer. Yeah. And then you have CSMs who are piecemealing different decks together on their own. Marketing like disappears on them. Yeah. They have no support for the assets that they need. Maybe some one-off things that are done on the side, but not high priority. So it takes forever to get them because we need those case studies and those white papers, right? We need those analyst reports out. Yeah. And, and so it's great to hear that you have put an extended focus on this and yeah. why that's so important. Um, if you were to give some advice the people trying to scale their teams, mm -hmm. right? Um, what would that advice be? Mm, well, outside of just ensuring that you're really just staying really super focused, uh -huh. you know, we know that, especially like on the advocacy side, I mean, we can get pulled in a million different oh, directions, right? And being very, very strategic about where you have your 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 team focus. For example, on our on our case studies, we basically partner with sales and our product marketing team, and we discuss, you know, this next quarter, like or this next half a year. What are our priorities in terms of where do we have gaps or where do we need stories to tell? Right. And then that's what we focus on. We're not right. just building in a bubble. Building in a bubble. It's right. very specific and strategic. So being really, really, really strategic. But I think ensuring that you're you're always working on your cross-functional stakeholder relationships is really key. Yeah, so key. Really, really key to ensuring that you're going to be able to to get the support that you need when you need it yeah. um, and, and ensure that you're all working in unison. So I'd say spending as much time as you can with your, with your peers and with your peers Peers. Peers. Yeah. Your, your peers, you know, the people bosses. that they, bosses, that they yeah. report to, that you're creating those relationships with those people and you're nurturing them on a regular basis. Yeah, and, and a great way that, I, I know you talked about it earlier, that, that you stay um, in their good graces if you keep them informed. Informed, yes. In bite-sized, manageable, don't overload it, yep. they'll never look at it, they have busy, busy schedules. 
They consume information at the lightest speed or speed yeah. of light. Yeah, yeah. Right. So you got to make things, but keep them updated. Yeah. Keep them in the loop. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Keep them close. So yeah. you keep those stakeholders informed and fed. Yeah. And they continue to be hungry. Yeah, yeah. Right? But it's kind of adding to that is I think even more importantly, and I spend a lot of time on this, is I'm always educating and training the people on my teams to do that too. Right. Right. And we, a perfect example of it is, is every, at the end of every week, we do a weekly update. Yeah. Every, all the teams across the marketing organization, you know, we, yep. we put updates in a slide and then uh, on Monday morning, our CMO, she kind of packages that up and puts the highlights and sends yep. it off to their, our ELT and our senior leadership team. And so I'm, I'm always going in to those weekly updates that my team, I'm having the, my team do these updates themselves. Yeah. And then I'll go in and say, well, you're kind of written it like this, but you have to remember the executive leadership team is the audience for this. Right. So you always have to be thinking of what are they going to put their lens on? What are they going to care about? Right. Are they going to care about the fact that you worked on a yeah. email sequence in Marketo today? Yeah. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> right? And that's really important because you also, you can't be everywhere. No. no. And so yeah. you've got to trust in your team to help you, right? You're yeah. all a cohesive unit. Right? Yeah. And you want them to, you want them to be developing these, and these skills and empowered. Absolutely. And, yeah, exactly. Um, all right. So we're going to end up, we're going to wrap okay. this up with. Talk to me about a couple pitfalls that you've experienced, a couple failures that you've learned from that you would help people avoid in the future. Let's see. One of my uh, personal failings is sometimes I will forget a stakeholder ah. in a in a uh, in a in a in a in a project or an initiative right. or keeping someone informed. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that it periodically will happen. And I, I can tell you it definitely yeah. comes to it creeps in to get you in the <laughs> at the end. So, but again, going back to that, it's always really important to to be very strategic around. keeping. I wonder if you've been having like a visual like um, map of your yeah. stakeholders and keeping that present. Yeah. Yeah. And every time you're going back, you're like, did I did? did I, I did. Yes, I, did exactly. I, did I? Exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. that 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 definitely has gotten me before. Well, Annie, this has been an absolute wonderful conversation. Thank you so much for taking the time. I know how incredibly busy you are, so this means a lot to me, all of the listeners. Thank you for doing this with thank, us. Thank you so much, Ari. I appreciate it. It's absolutely my pleasure. Okay. Thank you for listening to this special episode of Customer Marketing Catch-Up. Make sure to check out our socials on LinkedIn and Facebook to get clips, thoughts and roundups of the events. If you are interested in attending one of our upcoming events, you can find our events calendar at events.customermarketingalliance.com. Thank you.